Hey, and welcome to the Joey Miller Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We are going super practical with the topic at hand. And so we're going to be discussing fighting fair, dealing with conflict as a Christian. And so I'm praying that this will be applicable to you. Hopefully you don't have conflict all over your life, but uh, chances are pretty good you have to deal with conflict every now and again. So we want to take a look at it from God's Word because what happens is a lot of times we get saved and we come into the Christian lifestyle and we don't talk about things like conflict. So when conflict arises as Christians, we tend to get super uncomfortable with it. We don't know what to do. And the enemy loves to get in there with conflict and either make you revert back to the way that you used to deal with it in the world. Maybe these crazy uh, explosions, maybe backbiting, sowing discord or disunity. Or maybe he just gets you to avoid it altogether and you end up jumping from church to church, Bible study to Bible study, because as soon as a conflict comes up or as soon as you have a disagreement or something offends you or you offend somebody else, instead of dealing with it, you just move on to what's next. And so we want to really address conflict head on because the Bible doesn't say that you're never going to be angry. It says, be angry, but don't blow it, basically. Be angry, but don't sin. And so there is a, a godly way to deal with things when they come up into our lives in the form of conflict. So we're going to take a look at some of those issues. And so as we're starting today, I want you to ask yourself, when it comes to conflict, whether it's with your family, with your friends, people at work, people who cut you off on the road, uh, dealing with conflict, are you uh, a shover? Or are you a blower? So do you shove it all in and just take it and become this basically doormat of a person where you just take everything everyone wants to give to you? Uh, Maybe you do that because you feel like it's the godly thing to do. Maybe you feel like, you know what, as a Christian, I'm just going to take everything that anyone... Because here's the thing, people who aren't Christians are really good at... Uh, the second you stand up or do what's right for yourself, uh, saying, I thought you were a Christian. If you're a Christian, why are you dealing uh, dealing with things like that? And so the nice thing that we do as Christians is we think it, it, we're just going to take it all in. Say what you want about me, do what you want to me, and I'm just going to keep taking it. Or do you blow up? <laughs> are you that Christian that is just like a firecracker in the worst way? When somebody says something to you, you just let them have it. And uh, we can do this under the guise of being bold, um, of being unapologetic, of standing up for what we believe in. And so while all those characteristics are good, uh, how we deal with conflict needs to be filtered through the character of God in a good godly character. Jesus himself knew that we would deal with conflict, guys. Like He talks so much, thank goodness, about forgiveness and bitterness. And if your neighbor does something, keep forgiving them. And But he also says this in Matthew 18, 15. Because, uh, you know, when, he, when Jesus himself is telling you, just turn the other cheek, forgive him 70 times, 7 times, we think that means forgive them and don't say a word. But he also says this in Matthew 18, 15. He says, if your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you've won them over. So he's talking there like if somebody sins, whether that's against you or just in general, you have a problem with someone. There's a source of conflict. 
He says, look, go have the conversation with them. Don't ignore it. Don't pretend like nothing's going on, uh, but have the conversation in private. And in another scripture, it says this, if you're at the altar and you're praying and you're worshiping, maybe it's Sunday morning and your favorite worship song's on and you're just getting it, and all of a sudden you remember that you have a fault or someone in the congregation has a fault with you, it says, put your sacrifice down, go and make it right, and then come back and worship. And and so uh, the Bible's instructing us not to avoid conflict, but rather to deal with it in a godly way, a good godly conversation. And so uh, if you take these principles and you activate them in the best way, I'm believing it's actually going to strengthen your relationships, that it's going to create a longevity in you so that you're not church hopping the second uh, something goes wrong or, or something comes up that makes you uncomfortable that you can deal with conflict in a godly way not only in the relationships that are around us but as we're talking about these principles i want you to think about dealing with conflict with your children with your spouse with your in-laws um with the people around you as well because these principles really work and will promote growth in every area of your life okay so let's take a look at how we deal with conflict. Whether you are a shover or a, a blower upper, however that is, if you're gonna shove it down or if it's gonna blow, you have to realize that if you don't deal with things, they will eventually erupt in some form or another. Maybe you just shove things in, don't talk about it. Eventually it's gonna cause you to either run away or have that explosion or it's gonna cause you just to be depressed and anxious and not have any relationships that you truly enjoy and the other way around if you blow up people just aren't going to want to be around you you're going to be a wild cannon you're not going to be exuding the character of jesus christ so let's take a look at how is it that as a christian i can actually fight fair i can fight in a way i could when i use the word fight really what i mean is that you can disagree or you can address conflict in a way that honors god and honors that other person and so we read a couple scriptures and it said, go to that person if you have an issue with them. And I want to pause right there for a second because in an effort to do what is right, we can overdo some things. And so, um, you know, if you have a thought about somebody, don't go to that person and be like, I had this horrible thought about you and I, I thought you were just the most horrible person. Like maybe confession is good for the soul, but nine times out of 10 in that situation, like just deal with it yourself. Just ask the Lord to forgive you and replace that negative thought with a positive thought. Take your thoughts captive. So you don't need to be confessing and creating conflict. Sometimes in an effort to deal with conflict, we're actually creating conflict. If that person didn't know about it and it was just a thought that you were having to yourself, keep it to yourself. Just deal with it and move on. We're talking about uh, an issue that has come up, maybe a disagreement um, in Bible study. Maybe uh, your kids are both there and there's a disagreement that happens. Maybe a disagreement with your spouse or a coworker. So we're gonna look at some principles and how to fight fair. Number one is this, if you're taking notes. Verbalize your feelings, not the other person's faults. Verbalize your feelings, not the other person's faults. Now this is huge because uh, a lot of times what happens is when we gather together in a room, the temptation is to just let that person have it, to just go for the throat, uh, to bring forth everything that they have ever done wrong or anything that, that would be a character flaw that you could even project seeing them do in the future. Keep the issue, the issue at hand. Uh, so talk about maybe how a particular issue 
made you feel or how you're perceiving that uh, that your relationship is going or you're feeling like there's a little bit of a rift in your relationship. You could only ignore those things for so long. People are perceptive. So if there's something wrong in your relationship, you can address it, but stick to that topic. Don't go into, well, we were in fourth grade and you did this, or um, by the way, you didn't take out the trash and like your mother is horrible when it comes to holidays. Like don't go for like everything. Stick to the issue at hand. Talk about how this one particular issue made you feel because if you go from never addressing conflict to like wanting to have world war three things are not gonna go over well that's not the godly way to do it talk about the issue at hand and don't go for the jugular don't go for the throat don't tell them all of the the reasons that they're going to hell for acting the way they are and what a horrible person that they are talk about how it made you feel or how it might have made that person feel in this situation so keep it what what is on target keep the topic the topic don't say you always or you never what are we doing we're marginalizing things we're making things super vague and and chances are that they didn't always or they didn't never do something so 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 what you're saying is i'm already bringing this conversation into a space where it's not founded on truth. And so you wanna be careful about the words that you use. If you're fighting with your spouse, you don't wanna say, you never tell me I look pretty, or you always uh, you know, watch the TV when I'm trying to talk to you. Just say it in a way that's humble, seeking understanding from that other person and finding light ground. Another thing, don't, don't bring other people into the conversation. You know, a lot of times we go into a conflict and we have our ammunition we have our witnesses who are ready to testify well he said she said or this whole group of women if you go into a conversation with another Christian woman wanting to deal with a conflict and you say well it's not only me like they said uh, then what you're doing is you're putting that person in a super defensive mode where they feel like you've been talking about them you're they're feeling attacked they're feeling insecure don't bring other people into the argument. Speak for yourself. You can't speak for them. Plus, people are fickle. They'll tell you one thing, and then if that person were to address them and say, I heard you felt this, they would be like, no, I don't feel like that at all. So it's not going to bring you anywhere productive. So keep keep it uh, focused. Keep it on the target of the conversation. Keep it focused around the feelings, the way you feel it was perceived, the way that person Feels. Number two is this, and this is so, so important. If you are tonal challenged like I am, this is a big one. Number two is guard your tones and your body language. Guard your tones and your body language. For me, uh, there's been several conversations with, either with my children or with my spouse where they'll say, why are you yelling at me? And I'll say, I'm not yelling at you. And they'll say, you're yelling at me. And, and whether it's passion or it's uh, me trying to get a point across, I have to watch and guard my tone because it can take a conflict and escalate it from a level one to a level 10 very quickly. Things can get out of control. Fights can get ugly. We can start to dishonor one another when we start to raise our voice or we start to use tones that are misrepresenting our hearts. And so taking a step back and saying, is my tone representing my heart in a godly and honoring way? 
And so that means that we speak uh, in a voice that's, that's not loud. If you're a person and whenever you're passionate, you get loud, this is going to be maybe difficult for you. Tone it back. Speak in a way that's calm, that seeks to understand, that you're pausing and you're listening. You're not just talking, talking, talking. You want to make sure that your tones are respectful to that other person and giving them, uh, giving them an invitation to share their feelings. If somebody's speaking to you in a way that you feel like they're angry with you, it's going to shut you down. It's going to shut them down, and there's not going to be any mutual understanding. And body language is huge. If you are acting like a mouthy teenager, uh, a disrespectful teenager when you're talking and having conflict, it's, it's a true revealer of your immaturity. So you need to watch your body language. Don't sit with your arms crossed and like looking. No, look at that person in the eyes and say, you know, I'm seeking to understand. There's compassion and love in my eyes. And if there's not, then you're in no place to have this conversation. Before you even get to the, the point where you're talking, hopefully you have prayed, uh, you have truly sought uh, the heart of God to, to bring a resolve to this area. So look them in the eye, smile, don't scowl at them. When they say something you don't like, don't wince or roll your eyes. It's speaking, uh, it's speaking body language that's contrary to a place of hearing and understanding and bringing resolve. Number three is this. Allow the other person time to respond. Talk and listen. And so you want to be really careful that when you're dealing with a conflict, that you don't just get into the conversation in a way that you just let it fly, uh, that you're just telling that person everything that you want to say and that's just the way it is. No, you want to listen. You want it to be a two-way conversation of I'm talking, I'm listening, I'm understanding. A great communication exercise is to talk, look that person in the eye, tell them how you're feeling, and then allow them a minute to say, how, do you, how, do, how are you receiving what I'm saying? And so in that moment, they could say, well, I'm receiving that you are hurt because X, Y, Z. And you're bringing clarity of communication in that moment. And so talk and listen. Listen to how they feel about the situation. Perception is reality. So even if after they share and you're like, that is not how that happened at all, that's not how that went down at all, you understanding that how they perceived it is just as important as what really happened. So going back maybe and addressing their perception, apologizing for any, any way that it was perceived, that it was contrary to your heart. You don't want to bulldoze. You don't want to have a conversation that tries to tell the other person how they should feel or how uh, you put them in a corner and say, this is just the way it's going to be. Uh, you don't want to do that. That's not healthy, God-honoring communication. And you also don't want to manipulate the conversation. You don't want to manipulate it in a way that that person feels now like they have to cater to whatever it is uh, that you're saying in the conversation. Remember, we're always trying to seek understanding and to seek resolve. Number four is this. Aim for honesty, not conquest. Aim for honesty and not conquest. So if, if somebody has to win, then somebody has to lose. But if the aim of the whole conversation is just to bring resolve, and resolve doesn't always mean that you end the, the conversation agreeing on everything. You know, we think that unity is just you become like me and then we're unified. 
Sometimes unity is, in a God-honoring way, agreeing, agreeing to disagree. Saying, I understand that that's your perspective and I'll honor that perspective if you could honor my perspective on this matter. And so you're coming to a resolve. You're talking about the conversation at hand, head on the conflict. You're not ignoring it. You're not exploding every time it happens. But the next time it comes up, you just understand the way that one another feel about it and you know that you've agreed to disagree. So you're, you're seeking honesty and understanding and love more than you are winning or losing the conversation because most of the time when you go into a conflict feeling like there has to be a winner or a loser, it comes out that everyone loses from that conversation. So godly conversations, godly conflict resolution comes with understanding and resolving and not just having to be right. A prideful person has to always be right. A humble person can agree to disagree. Number five is this, and this is our final point on dealing with conflict in a godly way, is don't fix it until you feel it. And that means this, don't just go through the motions of whatever the conflict is, whatever the conversation is, truly feel the heart of what that person is saying. Truly feel uh, and empathize with that person. Try to see from their point of view and their perspective and really care. If you go into a conversation with somebody that you've disagreed about something with, with attitude, I don't really care, uh, then you're not setting yourself up for dealing with conflict God's way. Truly do care about that, that relationship, bringing restoration, bringing understanding to it. And when you do care, you're going to see that your heart is tender, the love of God is operating, and at the end of the day, there's going to be peace, there's going to be love, and there's going to be a God-honoring unity in your mix. So don't fix it until you feel it. Don't, don't try to hurry through it. Don't pretend like everything's okay. And don't have the position of, I don't care, I'm just going through the motions of this conflict. Truly feel love uh, and value the relationship on what you're trying to work on. So hopefully these were some helpful tips on dealing with conflict. If it's uh, someone like your coworker, to your family member, hopefully these principles will help you address things head on God's way. Until next time, I'll see you on the Joey Miller Podcast.